Welcome to Let's Rethink This. I'm Abby Berger, and today we're talking to Leah from Independent Center's Welcome Center, which is where we first get introduced to prospective new members. It's their kind of first point of entry um, with the organization, and a lot of people don't know too much about it, so I figured we would have Leah on today to talk about that process, what it looks like, how you can get connected, and what exactly that team does. They also have some pretty exciting news coming up later this year with a move, well, I guess later next month with a move into a new building. So we're going to get into that a little bit more later. So Leah, welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Abby. So do you want to just kind of start off and tell us what the Welcome Center is and what you guys do for Independent Center? Yeah. Um, so our Welcome Center, um, it's named the Welcome Center, but it is our area right now. We are currently located at 4219 Laclede Avenue, um, but it's basically the front of our office in that building is our Welcome Center. Um, and that is where we um, enroll members into our services. So we're really the front door of the organization. Um, so it's a really important program at Independent Center because we're the first impression and first face that people get to see and we're the first voice that people get to hear. Um, so what we do, we have a team. Um, I actually have four intake specialists on the team. Um, and basically what they do is they meet with members, whether the member comes in during our walk-in hours, which currently we're having walk-in hours from 8.30 to 12, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, whether that's through walk-in hours or it's over the phone, um, we meet with members and we uh, do a thing called a screening, which is where we check their eligibility. Um, just so they meet, you know, some of those important um, pieces um, of our services. They have a severe mental health diagnosis. Um, they're Medicaid eligible. They're 18 years and older. Um, of course, we make sure there's no safety concerns for our environment and our members. Um, and we just, and once, you know, we determine they're eligible for services, that's when we do really the paperwork piece of getting members situated and enrolled in services. Um, so we complete our eligibility screening, then we do their assessment, which is their full intake assessment, which is about an hour. Um, so once that's completed, that's when we really um, talk to the member and see what their goals are for Independent Center. Um, and we make suggestions and recommendations on what programs would be great for them. Um, and then we do the referrals to get them set up with the staff um, and get them assigned um, a community support worker or unit staff, um, get them over to clubhouse for a tour um, or get them set up with the clinic if they need a psychiatrist or therapist. Um, so really, you know, like I said, we're that front door program. We get them, you know, enrolled and situated. Um, we try to, you know, really take seriously the whole first impression piece and try to make sure members feel welcomed and needed and expected and wanted. Um, and we really try to, you know, do what we can to offer them uh, any kind of support we can to get them enrolled. So where do people generally find out about the Welcome Center? 
you know, these people walking in off the street, like, are they just seeing the sign from the street and coming in? Or are you getting referrals from outside sources? I feel like it's a lot of hearsay from other members. Um, we hear a lot that another member told another member to come in and enroll in services. So we get a lot of that, but we also have a welcome center flyer that we promote and provide to other organizations and external resources. Um, so they know that we have walk-in hours and that we're available. Um, so anybody interested can come in. And then of course we get referrals through a couple other programs, our HCL program, which is hospital community linkage, and then our ERE, emergency room enhancement programs, um, which those are directly through the hospitals. Um, so they know to make referrals to us. So for HCL and ERE, we, or your team, I guess, has staff that work in those roles, right? Yes. Charlie Friesmeyer is the ERE um, staff member that uh, works in ERE and makes the referrals. Um, and then Melissa Bowles is our HCL liaison, and she's the one that makes the referrals to the hospitals. So can you talk about what ERE and HCL are and how they're kind of different from one another? Yeah, so so ERE, emergency room enhancement, those referrals are coming straight from the emergency room. Um, and those are typically people that have a certain amount of encounters in the, in the emergency room. Um, so we are really trying to connect them to services in the community so we can cut down on those emergency room visits and get them connected to supports that they need. Um, and then Missy's role in HCL is really her going into the inpatient psych units in hospitals, and she gets her referrals through the social workers in those hospitals. Um, so again, we're really trying to connect those individuals to services in the community. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of education that the resource is available and, and open to people struggling with the with a mental health diagnosis. So do you have people that you get referrals for or that come into the Welcome Center and don't fit services? And then if you do, um, or I guess if they don't fit the services that we provide, what happens then? Yeah, um, so we do have people that come in often that are uneligible for services that don't meet um, some of those eligibility criteria that I listed earlier. Um, so in those cases, we just make referrals to other organizations um, or other resources in the community. So, that, so we could refer them to places for people or other organizations that provide that service. Or if it's just a simple resource and they say, I just want just want housing um, or I just want clothes, um, then we provide them that resource um, so they can get connected to that and hopefully get what they need. So let's talk a little bit about kind of like the handoff to other programming, because obviously you guys are at the point of entry. You're the first people that a new member is speaking with when they come into services. And then you're determining with that member what services are going to be most beneficial to them. So how, how, how does that transition happen? So let's say somebody needs a community support worker. How do you talk to the new member and say, hey, I really think that you would be good at community support. So I'm going to get you connected. Like, do you just give them a phone number? Do you, what do you do? What does that look like? No. So if, if we talk to the member and that's one of their, their goals, um, 
really reflect the need for case management or community support, then we'll talk to them about that if they're agreeable and say, yes, that would be great if I could have a community support worker. Um, then once we complete the paperwork, we add them to a referral list. And once they're referred to a community support worker, um, intake is providing a description um, and is reaching out to them and letting them know that they're going to be assigned to a CS and who that CS is. Um, and then the community support worker will then reach out to them to connect to them. Um, it's a little easier with the ERE and HCL referrals because then Missy and Charlie are able to do a warm handoff um, and really connect and meet with that new community support worker and let them know like, hey, I met with Bob and this is these are his goals so far. This is what I know about him um, and kind of bridge that gap a little bit. Um, but we try to do our best to uh, fill in the gaps and make sure members have a smooth process from intake into the programs or with the staff that they're assigned. So how many members would you say like percentage wise, and this can be a ballpark, obviously you don't know the exact percentage, but how many um, new members coming in, do you think get referred into clubhouse programming? I would say ballpark is, I want to say 50% of them, um, but we're really working to aim that higher. Um, but it really varies because um, some members just are not ready for the clubhouse yet when they come in because they're often really still struggling um, right out of the hospital a lot of times. And they're really just, you know, some of them are living on the streets and they have these immediate needs that they're really focused on. And clubhouse is not necessarily where they're at yet. Um, and of course, you know, we try to meet them where they are. So if housing is their main concern, we want to get them with a CS. We want to get, get them somewhere stable. And then at that point, they typically will feel stabilized enough to where they're ready to start kind of socially interacting. They're ready to start looking for jobs. They're ready to start doing some of those important um, club, clubhouse aspects. Um, but sometimes, you know, they just they need to get on meds. They have other goals that they really um, want to want to address before they end up being in Clubhouse. But we do always try to promote Clubhouse enrollment um, and we are looking to increase those numbers as much as possible. Yeah, obviously you have to meet people where they're at. And if they're not quite ready for that service, then you right. shouldn't push it on them um, until they're ready. So that makes sense to me. Right now, you're co-located with the Independent Center Health Group, which is where we provide um, psychiatric services, counseling services, injections, things like that for our members. And in February, mid, mid to late February, you all are moving. Do you want to talk about kind of what that move is going to look like and why you're moving? Yeah, so like Abby said, we are moving um, probably in four, three, four weeks, um, depending on the, when the construction is done over at Clubhouse. But uh, we are moving over to uh, the main building on Forest Park. Um, the reason for that move is just better coordination with the programs over there um, and kind of just easier access to, into services. Um, it's going to help us to be tied closer to the orientation and tour unit over at Clubhouse so we can get people um, those tours and enrolled hopefully smoother and quicker. Um, and then it's also going to be helpful to be closer to community support so we can make those referrals. Um, our ultimate goal is to have same day services um, where we're really doing those assessments um, 
and getting them assigned to those programs in the same day. Um, so less of that is being scheduled out and then people are getting more of that immediate support. I guess another follow-up question to that is where, where is the space going to be located in that building? Yeah. So we are going to be located um, in, if, if for people that are familiar with the clubhouse, we're going to be located in kind of the store unit. It's going to be off that front door. Um, You're going to go in on the right hand side and we're going to be located on that left hand side of the wall right there is going to be where our space is and our entrance. So it's going to be past the front desk and to the left. So they are in the process of doing that right now. Um, And there's going to be a window and all sorts of stuff. So we're going to be, we're looking forward to that. um, And it'll look really nice once it's finished. Yeah. So it'll be kind of closed. It'll be like its own space closed off to the other units. Yes. Well, that's exciting. And I think it will improve kind of collaboration and just coordination between services. And and that's an exciting move for your team. So how many people how many people are on your team? You said you have four intake, HCL, ERE. Do you have other people that work in the um, Welcome Center with you? I have the main intake staff, which is three intake specialists that do assessments. And then Missy does HCL, but she also works in the Welcome Center because um, she also does a lot of different screening. Um, so she's a part of the intake team. Charlie is ERE and he works, you know, he's part of the intake team too. And then I have a few other staff members that do um, community support. Um, so we'll, there's nine of us total that'll be moving over there. That's really exciting. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about with Welcome Center or any other points that you wanted to cover? Um, I don't think so. Um, we're looking forward, you know, like I said, to move over to Clubhouse. Um, we have fairly a new team um, in intake. Um, as people, if you're familiar with Independence Center, Sue Anand, she retired last year. Um, so we have some new staff and a new team. Um, so we're really looking forward to kind of getting our groove as a team um, and to hopefully make some adjustments and just do whatever we can to make um, a very smooth intake process for members so that we can get them in and get them the support um, they want and they need. Um, so yeah, looking forward to, to that. Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to just talk about Welcome Center and the programming that's over there and what that move is going to look like. Um, for anybody listening, we are going to put out more information about this move. So if you are a referral source for us, if you know somebody wanting services, we will continue to put out more information about how to get enrolled, where to physically go to do that. And um, Leah, I don't know if you want to just share the phone number for intake and the Welcome Center. That might be helpful to anyone listening. Yeah, the phone number for our intake line is 314-533-4163. And honestly, we're returning calls within 24 hours right now. um, So you don't have to wait very long. Awesome. So I'll definitely put that information in our show notes. I'll put a link to the Welcome Center page on our website. So if you want more information, you can just go to the website and get that information, get in contact with Leah's team, get enrolled in services. Or if you have a, you know, a friend, a family, somebody in your network that's needing services, you'll know how to provide them the information um, that they need to get enrolled. So 
I think that's everything. If you guys listening need your own resources or resources for a family or friend, you can check out our website, www.independentcenter.org. We do have a resource page with local and national resources that are available for people to utilize if they need it. Um, And we'll put information in the show notes and then we'll talk with you all next week. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being on Leah. You're welcome. Thanks, Abby.